be looking again at 1 Corinthians 15. So let's turn in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15. And so far we have studied the gospel. The Christian gospel is the good news about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we've seen that in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 and 4. And this passage, 1 Corinthians 15, is arguably the go-to passage for a plain statement of the gospel in all of Scripture. The gospel is about Jesus Christ, specifically these meaningful events in his life, his death and resurrection. The gospel isn't about mankind, except for that one word in verse 3, our. Mankind's contribution to the good news is sin. Christ died for our sin. All the good of the good news concerns Jesus Christ. Now we're going to advance in our study of the gospel, but we're actually going to stay in 1 Corinthians 15, but we're going to study verses 1 and 2. Now these verses don't explain the nature of the gospel, what it is. They explain more of its function or its utility. You see, when a toddler picks up a pen, it doesn't take him very long to figure out how it functions. All of a sudden, he becomes Michelangelo. Well, when we look at the gospel, we need to understand how it functions. So that's what we're going to begin to do, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, tonight. Let's pray. Father, help us as we look at your word in regard to the gospel. We just ask that we would continue to sharpen understanding of it, and in particular tonight and in weeks to come, how it's used. We pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. It is fascinating how quickly people are forgotten. When you read Ecclesiastes, you see that King Solomon said, the wise man, like the fool, will not be remembered for very long, because in the days to come, both will already have been forgotten. Chapter 2, verse 16, he says in chapter 9, verse 5, the memory of the dead is forgotten. And you can just imagine how many people have lived and died, and no one knows their story. Utterly forgotten. You see, some stories live on by word of mouth, but then the stories go untold and they're done. Some stories live on in books, but then those books rot away. Some stories live on by the silver screen or by streaming until they're lost in the heap or in the archives. So many people with so many stories, whether they're good or bad, they've come and they've gone. But that's not the case for every story. Some stories stay around for ages, and some stories echo through eternity. And that's the story of Jesus, his death and his resurrection. If you look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, we observe the gospel of Jesus Christ being made known. The Bible says, now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel. Now that translation sounds like they had already heard it before. And that's true, because as the rest of the verse says, Paul has already preached it to them, and they have received it. Now, whether or not some in Corinth had forgotten the gospel, it is true that Paul was the one who made the gospel known to them. And from that short statement, we learn the how of the gospel. The news that's good about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we learn how the gospel functions. The gospel is something that is made known. Two simple points this evening. The gospel is a message that can be communicated. 
We learn that from the people in this passage. The passage says, I would remind you, brothers. That term brothers is an inclusive term, refers to men and women in, in the church there, and it is a term of affection. I remind you, brothers. And it's Paul who is the one who's communicating the gospel. Paul is the I. As the book of Corinthians begins, Paul to the church of God that is in Corinth. And as the book of Corinthians ends, chapter 16, verse 21, I, Paul, write these greetings with my own hand. Paul is the one who is communicating the gospel. And it's the Corinthians who are the recipients. They are the you of verse 1. You see, when it comes to the communication of the gospel, there are multiple people involved. One person passes it along to another. Now, hopefully we have come to the end of the winter six season. It's definitely been another year where someone gets sick and then another person gets sick and another person gets sick. And that's because a lot of sicknesses are contagious. They're passed from person to person. And the gospel in some ways is like that, but it's not transmitted through proximity or coughing or shaking hands. It's transmitted verbally from person to person. I, Paul, would remind you, brothers, the Corinthians, The gospel is a message that can be communicated. Secondly, the gospel is a message that can be known. Let's look at this verse at its actions and the object. I make known to you, brothers, what? Well, the gospel. And it is Paul who is causing the Corinthians to know something. You say, what's that like? Well, when we read the book of Genesis, we read the story of Joseph. And you remember he was sold into slavery and then he rose to power. And during the famine, his brothers came to Egypt for food. And they came face to face with their brother Joseph, but they didn't recognize him. But in time, you remember, Joseph made himself known to them. And Stephen tells us about that in Acts 7.13. Or we turn to the New Testament in Luke, where we read the story of the birth of Jesus Christ, which took place in the crowded town of Bethlehem. But the news of his birth wasn't known. I mean, they didn't have any social media, but they did have shepherds abiding in the field. And the Lord used angels to make the birth of the Savior known to those shepherds, Luke 2, 15. And those angels appeared to the shepherds and spoke to them, telling them what had taken place that night in Bethlehem. They made it known. And it was Paul who caused the Corinthians to know the gospel. Say, how is that? Well, in the early 50s, Not 1950s, in the early 50s, after ministering in Athens, Paul went to Corinth, Acts chapter 18, verse 1. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath, chapter 18, verse 4. You say, well, what did he say there? Well, we know exactly what he said, at least some of the things that he said from 1 Corinthians 15. The apostle Paul stood in the synagogue. He looked at the people gathered there, and he said this, Christ died for our sins. In accordance with the scripture, he was buried. He was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Which is exactly what we find in verses 3, 4, and 5. Paul toward the Corinthians of Jesus' death and resurrection about 20 years after the fact. The story of years gone by was being told again. And as far as we know, up until that time, the Corinthians did not know that news. They were like the shepherds abiding in the fields of Bethlehem before the angels appeared to them. They were oblivious to the good news of Jesus. 
They didn't know the story. And so many stories pass through the ages. Many of them immediately fall away, never to be told again. Some of them pass along through the generations for a while. But one will remain, and it will always be known. And I want us to take away two truths of God's grace from this. First, God causes his gospel to be known. He keeps the story of the death and resurrection of Jesus circulating. As we read church history, we know that ebbs and flows, but it is never lost. And we need to realize that God is gracious, that he desires that the gospel be known. He sees to it that it's not forgotten. And that's grace. Secondly, God has caused the gospel to be known to us. It is wonderful that the gospel has remained through time, but it is particularly wonderful that it has reached us. Now, for some of us, the gospel has been like sunshine. We couldn't tell you the first time we noticed it because we grew up in a gospel-preaching church. We just bask in it now. We enjoy it, not knowing the first time that we heard it. But for other people, the gospel is shocking, like 9-11. And life forever after is transformed by his grace. Now, whether it's the one or the other, the truth is God made the gospel known to you and to me. And I can imagine someone in Corinth all the way back then reflecting on what Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 15. And he remembers the Sabbath day that Paul first spoke the gospel in the synagogue. And you know, you and I can reflect on the fact that a parent a pastor, a Sunday school teacher, a friend, or a stranger who came to us and made known the gospel to us. We can thank the Lord for that and perhaps even have the chance to thank that person. That's just a good reminder of God's grace to us. Father, help us as we consider the good news here and what you have done to preserve the gospel through time and what you have done to so graciously bring it to us. And uh, Father, just encourage us because there are so many who, whom the gospel has never uh, reached them yet. And Father, we are thankful that it has reached us. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.